how to make glory appear glory will appear when blood of jesus christ speaks for us the blood of jesus christ is the foundation for our blessings pastor encourages not to cry over your past but to cry for the blood of jesus christ glory will appear when you speak of what jesus has done for you for your life is called to publicize and advertise jesus christ hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord tonight what the lord has put into my heart i might just title it for the title sake how to make the glory appear but look to the content of what the holy spirit has put lift your hand and say how to make the how glory appear how to make the glory appear amen because we are here in the glory series how to make the glory appear look at the scriptures in the book of leviticus chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 the book of leviticus the 9th chapter verses 6 and 7 and moses said this is the thing which the lord commanded that you should do and the glory of the lord shall appear unto you amen and this is the thing read on which the lord commanded which the lord commanded that, that you should do and the glory of the lord shall appear unto you amen amen and the glory of the lord shall appear unto you this is what the lord is saying see there is something that is connected to glory and the scriptural truth and the foundation is this it is the blood it is the blood for glory to manifest or appear in your life you have to come under the blood of jesus christ glory never shows up without the blood when the blood does its work glory will appear the master key to having an encounter with the glory of god is to apply the precious blood of jesus christ the blood of jesus is the devil's worst nightmare even the harlot rahab could be saved because of the scarlet coat the children of promise could enter the promised land because of the blood of the lamb even tonight the glory will appear when the blood of jesus christ speaks for you lift your hand and say i honor the precious blood of jesus christ precious blood of jesus. amen it is said that once a you know sometimes preachers come before the you know the the the, the, the pearly gates of heaven once a man saw a vision preachers coming before the skull i mean the pearly gates of heaven if there is one and the lord said on what basis do you want to enter and some of them said i paid my tithes faithfully i've seen souls saved i preached about 1000 sermons lord for you i've seen tremendous healings in your name tremendous deliverances in your name and then these two words which you should never hear depart from me 
because the foundation for you entering into heaven is the blood of Jesus Christ tonight lift your hand and say it is not by works it is not by what I have done but it is by what Jesus Christ has done for me on the cross of Calvary the cross of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus is the only foundation for you to enter the presence of God that which will make you to stand in the courts of heaven is the blood of Jesus Christ nothing not your holiness not the amount of time you spend in prayer not the number of days you spend in fasting all that is good please do that but that which gives you entrance into the presence of God is the shed blood of Jesus Christ lift your hand and say thank you Jesus for your precious blood the blood of Jesus purges your conscience the unshakable faith in the finished work of Jesus gives you access to glory and the blood has to be applied to our hearts it's just not a theological understanding with your head the blood of Jesus has to bring in peace into your heart where you know your sins are forgiven the Lord's glory will appear when the blood speaks for you very simple Look at Exodus chapter 19. The book of Exodus, the 19th chapter. Verses 10 onwards. Because of lack of time, I'm not going to read it. You know, 10, 11, and goes on. The first time the glory of God appeared to the children of Israel, apart from the garden when Adam had an encounter with the Lord, or God used to walk with him. The first time the glory appeared is when Moses said, let the people sanctify themselves. And when you read through that book or the chapter, Exodus 19 and 20, it is when the blood was applied in the Old Testament that the glory of God appeared over the mountain. The glory will only appear in your life when there is faith in the blood of Jesus. And faith in the blood cannot come unless somebody preaches to you about the blood. That is why the devil hates people who preach about the blood of Jesus Christ. I tell the worship team, in case you're singing and trying to lead worship, and every time you feel that you've hit a wall and the worship just doesn't seem to take off or you can't sense the presence, immediately take a song on the blood of Jesus Christ. Because the moment the blood of Jesus Christ is mentioned, the devil shudders. It is the worst nightmare of the devil, the blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Amen. Leviticus 9, 6 and 7, please. The seventh verse, one more time.
And Moses said, "Yes, this is the thing which the Lord commanded." That and you Moses said, "This is the thing which the Lord commanded that you should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you." The seventh verse. And Moses said unto Aaron, "Yes, go unto the altar uh. and offer thy sin offering, yes, and thy burnt offering, uh. and make an atonement for thyself yes. and for the people, uh. and offer the offering of the people, and make an atonement for them mm. as the Lord commanded." Mm. Amen. Make an atonement. Leviticus nine twenty two twenty three. And Aaron lifted up his hand towards the people and blessed them. He came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offerings and the peace offerings. And the twenty third verse. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto. All the people. The moment they offered the sacrifice and applied the blood, the glory of God appeared unto all the people. Wow. Amen. Not just to some of them, but to all the people. It doesn't matter what your race is, where you come from, what your background is. Hallelujah. What your family status is. It doesn't matter how rich or how poor you are. It doesn't matter how educated or uneducated you are. But every time you put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ, in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the glory of the Lord will appear for you. Amen. Jesus appeared to his disciples after his death. When he rose again, they spiked him with nails. You could actually see the light through those hands. Jesus appeared and he showed himself. Look, I paid the price. He appeared to the disciples. And 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 6 says, He appeared to 500 people at once. No doubt that Jesus died and rose again. Two or three witnesses sufficient in a court. No doubt Jesus died and rose again. 500 of you at once. He didn't appear to each one of them individually. He appeared to the 12 of them. He appeared to the 500 of them and showed himself. So there is no doubt there is no doubt christianity is not made up of stories it is jesus christ who died who rose again from the dead and alive forevermore and one of these days he will come in the great clouds to receive his church if you believe that lift your hand and say praise the lord, praise the lord. amen The key is the blood. The blood. Have you applied the blood in your heart? You know, we have, uh, what do you say, this electricity. The power of God is like divine electricity. Sometimes you get a shock. We have these huge transformers. But that has to be turned down. That power has to be turned down. And that's what the transformers are for. Giant transformers bring in that, and then connection comes. And there are step downers, resistors, things that will, uh, I think it is called circuit breakers, that will bring down the power. Because you can't, 
If you go touch one of those transformers or one of those heavy duty lines, I mean, you're going to be fried. You're going to become a burnt offering. <laughs> so that is to be turned down. So electricity is clothed with what you call the insulators. And then there is these wirings that in your room, look, the light is there and then there is this wire. And there is this conduits or this uh, ins some, some, something insulating that wire. Because if you really touch that wire without that insulator, you're going to have a shock. The glory, the presence of God. You know, it comes down and God says in ways that you can understand. It won't fry you up. The blood, once the blood is speaking for you, it insulates you from any harm you taste the goodness of God you taste the tangibleness of God's presence over your life that's what the blood does it's an insulator every torment of the devil over your past some people say no I, I heard once a man of God say don't cry for your past but cry for the blood of Jesus to speak over your life Everybody's got a past. Don't keep crying over the past. Cry for the blood of Jesus. Another key is what you would say. Worship. We know that from scripture. Worship. Look at Exodus uh, 19. You can read through that later. But 20th chapter was 24. I just want to. Exodus 20 was 24. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me. Yes, an altar of earth you shall make unto me. And shall sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings. Yes. And thy peace offerings. Yes. Thy sheep and thine oxen. Yes. In all places where I record my name, ah. I, I will come unto thee and I will bless thee. See, blessing is in the altar. Blessing is through the blood. It is through the sacrifice of Jesus. Every blessing in God's word. Open your mouth and say, blood of Jesus is the foundation for my blessing. The blood of Jesus is the foundation for my the blessing. The glory came over Mount Sinai. God said to Moses, listen, don't allow the people even to touch that mountain. They're going to be fried. But make an earthen altar. Let sacrifice be made on that altar. And then I will come down and they won't have to fear. I will come down and I will bless them. Lift your hand and say, the blood of Jesus will bring in a blessing over my life. The blood of Jesus will bring in a blessing over my life. The blood of Jesus speaks for you before God, speaks on the altar. It speaks or destroys every argument of the devil. Hallelujah. And it cleanses your conscience. And it cleanses your conscience. The blood of Jesus Christ. The glory appears where the blood is. Lift your hand and thank Jesus for his blood one more time. Though your sins be as red as scarlet, I will make you whiter than snow. 
there is a fountain flowing for the soul unclean nothing nothing but the blood of jesus nothing nothing but the blood of jesus oh what can make me whiter than snow nothing nothing but the blood of jesus lift your hands and thank him thank him tonight thank him jesus thank jesus tonight change notes but the Holy Spirit is right on the line the second scripture the Holy Spirit put on to me is Mark's gospel chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 the key that will draw in the glory of God Mark chapter 5 9 18 to 20 and when he was come into the ship he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him how be it Jesus suffered him not but said unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and hath, has compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Amen. We know the story. There is a madman 
who was possessed by 6,000 demons who wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, don't follow me. But you go and tell everyone about what I've done for you. What's happened in your life. What I've done for you. And the Bible says this man went about through 10 cities. Declaring all that Jesus had done for him. Can you imagine that? He was troubled by demons for we do not know how many years. But he never went about saying, I've been possessed by demons. I had a problem with demons. I was demonically possessed. He never went about saying that. We know he had a family. And his, maybe his family didn't love him or take care of him or consider him. But he didn't go about saying, look, look what my family did. We know he had friends. Because he went through 10 towns. I'm sure he had friends all in those towns. But he didn't tell them. I mean, I mean, I was so let down by you guys. None of you cared when I was in trouble. None of you. He went about publishing, proclaiming, declaring of all that Jesus Christ has done upon his life. That's where your glory will come forth. When you share your testimony of how good God has been to you. When you tell people of what Jesus has done for you. Many people communicate fear. Many people communicate discouragement and unbelief. Many people communicate and tell people about the adventures of sadness and the worry they carry. But God has called you to carry joy. God has called you to carry Jesus. God has called you to carry the good news. If there is anything good that has happened in your life, tell everybody about it. Tell everybody about good things that has happened in your life. When you tell people of what God has done for you, God will defend you. Some people are scared. If I share with people of what Jesus has done, that Jesus healed me of cancer. Oh pastor, I'm scared. Will the devil attack me again? If I tell people of what Jesus how Jesus blessed me. Will the enemy attack me again? No. The Lord will protect you. He will defend you. And he will bring in a greater release of goodness over your life. Look at Luke's gospel 17th chapter. Ten lepers came to Jesus. The Lord healed them. Said go show yourself to the priest. On the way they recognized they were healed. One of them came back to share the good news and thank the Lord. And the Lord did something more for them. For that one man, the Lord said, Today you are saved. You are made whole. I am adding something more into your life. I am defending you. I am protecting you. And I am doing something more in your life. Don't spread the virus of discouragement and fear. But share the good news. Share the good news. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus saved you? Aren't you glad of God, all God has done for you? We take many things for granted. The first time this man is speaking, he's saying to the Lord, Can I come with you? Can I be in the flow? Can I be and enjoy the company? Jesus, I just want to be with you. I see your disciples with you. I mean, can I be in the flow? Can I just be with you? The first thing he ever said 
when he lost his madness people around myself said wow this guy can speak because all they could hear him was screaming before and crying no, you can speak some of you are going to speak all the people have heard so far is you screaming and complaining and murmuring but you can speak Jesus said hello Mr. former madman I know what you are trying to tell me you want to come with me you are making another request but my answer is you know you want to just enjoy the party be with me just play church be with the disciples and just have fun I just did something for you and you are bringing me another request See, sometimes God does something for you and then still you got another request. Can't you at least be grateful and say thank you for what, what I've done for you? <laughs> Somebody helps you with your school fees and then you say, please pay the school fees of my cousin also. I mean, <laughs> come on. Please say thank you first. Mr. Madman, former madman, you are looking for a pleasure trip on a boat. <laughs> Psalms 116 and verse 12. What will I render unto God for all that it has done for me? I realize that waking up in the morning is a miracle. We take it for granted. Life is a miracle. There are so many people who have lost their lives through this year. But if God has preserved us thus far, there is more than enough reasons tonight to lift your hand and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That is why David said, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. I mean, we will rejoice. We got to be grateful for this. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are alive to see it. Wherever you are, I want you to do me something. Please, just breathe like this. Breathe in. Stop. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold it. Let your last name, last words not be my name. Just hold it. Breathe out. You take it for granted. You know, once I had an, once I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe properly. And I was so troubled, I can't tell you the reasons for that. And then the doctor said, son, all that you need is a straw put in your mouth and that straw amount of air to go in. So don't try to gulp in air because the more you try that, you will struggle for breath even more. So just take a straw, put it. So there was a time when I used to travel. I was so tense that I would have this panic attack and I wouldn't be able to breathe that I thought I had to take a straw. And so my wife would pack a straw together in my luggage, in my hand luggage. So in case I'm struggling for breath, I could just put the straw inside and calm myself down and breathe. And that is the time this word struck into my heart. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. 
because my heart and my mind was saying Jesus save me help me I just want to breathe I just want to breathe and that is the time the scripture come came into my heart let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord so if you have breath inside of you render unto the Lord a thanksgiving a praise give him glory lift your hands lift your voice and say thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Amen Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What will you render unto the Lord for all that he has done for you? This man, he immediately brings in another request. The Lord says something that I want you, want you to do for me, son. And that's why your glory will be manifested. I want you to go through those ten towns. Sometimes you are healed, set free, saved. And then you got another request. Paul, Paul had this question. The pastor mentioned this before, Acts 9. The moment he had that encounter with the Lord, he said, What would you want me to do, Lord? I mean, God has needs also. Really? God has got problems? Oh, yeah. It's. When the Holy Spirit said that to me today, I was surprised. The Lord said, I have needs too, son. You just keep telling me your needs. I have needs too. You want to listen to that? Hannah was saying all about the need of her life. One son, one son. Finally, she realized the Lord has a need of a prophet. So she said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him to you. Haggai chapter 1 verse 4 It says there How can you dwell in your own Beautiful houses When my house is lying waste See God is saying I am concerned about my house And you are only concerned about your house How can I have that money Or that business And God says what about my house He as a pastor I want to ask you What about this house God planted you in God has got needs too. And these people kept postponing the needs of God. We, we are all miserable because we said, God should have come yesterday and done this for me. I'm too late with my miracle. But God is saying, listen, about your tomorrow, I mean, forget yesterday, your tomorrow, you're still not concerned about my need. Look at somebody and say, the Lord has needs too. Lord has needs too. Matthew chapter 9. What is the needs of the Lord? He said, the harvest is plenty. The problem is not the harvest. It is plentiful. It is ripe unto harvest. But I need workers. Did we change notes today? What you spoke, what I spoke, is it the Holy Spirit? saying the harvest is plenty but the workers are few everybody is concerned about their own lives I want workers you are the salt of the earth look at somebody and say you are the salt of the earth you're the salt of the earth amen we don't put the food into the salt 
we put the salt into the food some of you just want that gathering but this is the time for the salt to be in the food wherever you are let your light shine be the seasoning be the flavor wherever you are Lift your hands, I need to be the flavoring, I need to be the light wherever I am for the glory of Jesus Christ. That's when the glory of God is drawn to you. Before when you used to have church, you know, you used to have ushers. <laughs> ushers. Now some of those ushers need ushering themselves. <laughs> Nobody for work. Nobody for labor. That's what the Lord is saying. I have needs. I knew, I'm looking for laborers. Everybody wants a position and a title and a collar. But I'm looking for laborers. This has been my cry. Lord, help me to make Jesus known. Your life is called to publicize advertise Jesus Christ go and publish it everywhere what I've done for you don't bring another need to me now just tell everyone what I've done for you and that's when my glory appears over you see some people are you ask them do you love Jesus they say yeah pastor you know my heart I love Jesus and I've realized one thing there is no love for Jesus that is mentioned in the scripture that is just there in your heart <laughs> because Jesus said if you love me you will do something you will obey me didn't Jesus say that yeah two times in the New Testament when you find this word love Jesus said if you love me you will obey me and in John 21 Jesus said if you love me you will take care of my sheep you will feed my sheep just don't say, Ooh, I feel good. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> well, there are moments in worship like that, I agree. But the real evidence of your love is action. I will obey you, Lord. I will do what you want me to do. I will take care of your work. One Matthew 5.16, let your light shine so that the Gentiles might see your light and glorify your father in heaven see your works see there's work laboring God has needs God is looking for workers Wow Wow Let me tell you something. The secret of long life is serving Jesus. God is looking for laborers. I mean, I mean, he's looking for laborers. The laborers are few. If somebody says, Lord, I'll serve you, the Lord says, okay, leave on, leave on, <laughs> leave on. I need to see souls saved, leave on. The more you're focused on your selfish life, live long by enlisting in God's army. Because that which is scarce is more valuable. Are you with me? Laborers are valuable. There are many people who want to play boss over God. 
But God is saying, laborers. Are you willing to do this labor? I am saved to serve. You are delivered to deliver. Gospel of John 7, we close with that. John 7, 37 to 39. We know that scripture. I spoke on Sunday about liquid glory. And it says here, if any man... If any man thirst, let the him... The last day of the feast, they are still thirsty. Or they have actually drunk a lot. And the Lord says, maybe you are content with religion. But if you are really thirsty, okay. Let him come unto me Let and him drink. come unto me... And drink. And drink. He that believeth on me, yes. as the scripture hath said, mm -hmm. out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Yes. If anyone is thirsty, let him come. Let him come and let him drink. It's going in. But look at that scripture. When you drink, out of your belly shall rivers flow out. Many of us want only what comes in. Lord, I want another Holy Ghost touch experience. Ooh, touch me, Lord. Yeah, God will give you that. But drink. But the sign that you're really drunk of the Holy Spirit is out of the belly of the believer shall flow out. Shall flow out. Look at somebody and say, something of the goodness of God is going to flow out of me. The life of God is going to flow out of me. There is something that I do for you and there is something that you do for me. That's what the Lord is saying. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Just it's not filled but it's running over for somebody else. When the Lord is, you know, I mean when the Lord anoints you, he anoints the saucer also. The cup runs over and goes on to the saucer. I mean, you, it's running over. But true Malayalis will keep another cup and take what is running over and keep it also in the fridge. Won't give to anybody. Fill, running over, place another cup immediately. Take, keep it in the fridge. <laughs> it is not for that. Your life should flow out into somebody else. That's when your glory, that is when your glory is really manifested. You sense the presence and the goodness and the blessing of God flowing out through you. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at somebody and say, we need to tell somebody about Jesus. Let it flow. No, sometimes, sometimes people come to me and say, Pastor, I alone in my family are doing good. Nobody else in my family is successful. And they, you know, I'm a believer, nobody else is. You should be miserable because you're supposed to flow out and that blessing is supposed to radiate on your family and everyone is supposed to do good. You stand like that, like a champion. Yeah, I did great business, bought those orders and look at me. I got those nice shoes and the suit and I just brought that land up there and bought that car up there. Very good, please buy. But it should flow out. It should flow out. 
Sometimes businessmen come to me and say, Oh, my business is doing so well, Pastor. Very good. What is happening with your life? Is it flowing out to somebody else? Is it blessing the church? Is it blessing somebody else? I mean, just imagine you're a businessman and imagine you earned 500 rupees profit. So if you have Jesus as your junior partner, what you can do is you can take the 400 rupees and give the 100 rupees to him. Just an example. If you have Jesus equal partner, 500 rupees, 250 rupees for you, Jesus, 250 rupees for me. But if Jesus is your everything, Lord, take it all. My life belongs to you. Take it all. You are the Lord over you. Jesus, you are the Lord over my life. See, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, even our very bodies are not our own. It is bought with a price. It belongs to Jesus. Can you imagine that your body is not your own? It belongs to Jesus, bought with a price. And that's what it says, Jesus is the Lord. It is the Lord. And you've got to pay rent to him. You've been leaving him, his body. I mean, I'm staying in a rented house right now. And I got to pay rent to that landlord every month. I got to somehow make that money and pay him. Is he going to put me out? Some of you have been in that body and you have never paid your rent unto God. You have never given him anything. You have never even worshipped him. You have never even thanked him. You have never even glorified him. You have never ever served him. You have never ever ministered unto him. Tonight, remember, God is exhorting you. God is calling you. God wants you to set your life apart. To serve him and to glorify his name. When you do that, the glory will encounter you. glory will come over your life. Let's close our eyes in prayer tonight.